Hello, and welcome to Moments of Inspiration, a podcast for educators by educators, with the purpose of sharing what's right in the world for a change. So buckle up and come take a journey with us, because no matter where you are, we're on this road together. Molly here, your resident librarian on the Moments of Inspiration podcast. How many of you use bookends? You know those sturdy contraptions that help hold up a line of books on a shelf so they don't topple over? They mark a beginning or an end. Sometimes they're decorative, like a miniature statue. And other times they are utilitarian, just simply there to do their job. In this episode, we have a few teachers who will look back on the 2019-2020 school year as a bookend to their careers. For Miss O'Neill, I imagine this year as an anchor-shaped bookend, a turbulent experience that has taught her more about the value of relationships and staying anchored despite rough waters. And for our retirees, Mrs. Williams and Dr. Looper, I can picture a schooner-shaped bookend, sailing off into the sunset after a career that could not have been mapped out with the number of changes, growth, and innovations that they had to navigate along the way. We are thankful to these educators who have shared their bookend stories to a bumpy year. We're going to start our journey talking to a good friend of mine who also happens to be the secondary STEM coordinator for Wilson County Schools. He's going to share with us his experiences working with a retiring colleague to help her finish out the year and her career on a positive note. Hi, my name is Josh Rollins and I'm the secondary STEM coordinator for Wilson County Schools. Formerly, I taught high school math for 10 years and worked for two years as an instructional technology facilitator supporting a high school and elementary school. Currently, I'm working to support secondary math and science teachers in our district. When I think of moments of inspiration, I think of teachers who are suddenly thrust into a new situation and are given little time to completely change how they've been teaching. I think of teachers who are unfamiliar and uncomfortable with technology, pushing themselves to provide content and instruction to their students in a familiar voice. As one teacher shared with me, I just want my kids to hear from their teacher, someone familiar to them. They don't need to be learning new content from somebody they've never even seen before. Students are facing enough stress with the sudden change in learning location and atmosphere. One teacher in particular has truly inspired me. I will not mention her name as she is a very private individual, but I will share her story. For 30 years, she has taught math. She is not what you would call an early adapter of technology. I would not go so far as to call her reluctant to use technology, but she just prefers not to. In the past month, I have spent hours on the phone with her helping her set up assignments and create video lessons using her smartphone and a few soup cans. There were long calls, late night calls, and calls on Sunday while I was grocery shopping. These calls included technical support, encouragement, just really motivating her to continue and to keep pressing on. I did not mind because she was making such a great effort to produce and share her content with her students. It was only after we had completed her first set of weekly lessons that I found out she was retiring at the end of the year. To say I was stunned would be an understatement. 
I'm not sure how much effort I would be putting into my lessons for my students if I knew that this was my last semester and like the silly whose line is it anyway meme indicates, education during COVID where the days are made up and the grades don't matter. Her dedication to her students and her profession is inspiring. For all the teachers out there feeling frustrated or overwhelmed, know that your students will be grateful for your efforts, even if you never hear them say it. Learning from you instead of a random stranger will mean so much more to them. It might be easier to Google a video lesson and call it a day, but your students deserve better. You will be a better teacher for making the effort. I know I'm a better educator for working with my friend who is retiring at the end of the year, and I wish her all the luck as she enjoys her retirement. We also asked Ms. Williams herself to speak about her experiences as they unfolded with the COVID-19 crisis. Additionally, we asked her to share her feelings about finishing up her 30-plus year career in education in a remote learning environment. Well, uh, it started out rocky. I certainly was not expecting COVID-19 and for us to go into remote learning. But all in all, I feel the end result was satisfying, okay? Just the thought of potentially moving to remote learning was a little frightening. Uh, I would never have expected remote learning to be in the picture. I used technology in the classroom, but when I first started using technology, it was hard to grasp initially. Remote learning just took it to the next level and things happened so quickly. As bad as it may sound, this was my first time becoming familiar with platforms like Zoom and YouTube. Creating lessons in a video format to upload onto YouTube was probably the most challenging. Lucky for me, I had a few knowledgeable resources that I used like Mr. Josh Rollins and my son who just graduated from college. They motivated and encouraged me every step of the way. Way. I have learned so much throughout this process. All in all, I came to the realization that things are always changing and advancing, and I had to adjust. Even though I am retired, I will certainly remember this year of 2020 and always be able to share with individuals what I dealt with during this pandemic. Dr. Denise Looper is an assistant principal at Hunt High School in Wilson, North Carolina. She's decided that the 2020 school year will be her last as she's retiring after more than 29 years in education. She's taught at every level in the public school system and has extensive experience in administration as well. Like me, she is a quote lover, which you will soon hear. Dr. Looper, please share with us some of your thoughts as we close out what can only be described as an interesting 2019-2020 school year. And, if you don't mind, give those of us left behind a little bit of advice moving forward. I was asked to speak about my thoughts on this COVID-19 pandemic in relationship to my retirement this year from education. My thoughts are remote instruction has definitely created a new world for all of us in education. To many educators, the COVID-19 pandemic happened so incredibly fast that we felt we had been thrown into the middle of a whirlwind. Myself, as well as many others, were dealing with things that had never happened in our lifetime, creating an awful feeling of uneasiness. Communication between teachers and students has always been a vital part of education, and I can honestly say that I am incredibly impressed with our teachers' ability to promote positive relationships with our students through various virtual learning platforms. 
I don't consider myself a guru in technology, but I do enjoy it and I don't mind learning or using new technology. But for many people, that's not the case. The option to use technology was not given to educators. It was thrown in our laps and expected to be embraced, and that was incredibly difficult for some of them. Through this intense remote learning experience, I was able to assist students as well as teachers in ways I had never done before. This is definitely not how I envisioned my last semester at Hunt High School, but I have learned that my plans are at best good intentions for the future. And when I think of my 30 plus years in education, I can't help but think about what John Lockwood Huey said, celebrate endings for they precede new beginnings. This year has shown me that there are always new and creative ways to help our students learn and grow. As long as the best interest of all our students is kept in the forefront, learning can occur for those that are coming into education as well as those that are already knee deep into education. Always keep that passion to make a difference. Keep it alive in your heart. I have often been told that what we believe most of the time becomes our reality. It is our responsibility as educators to do our best to ensure that our students know that anything is possible for them, but they first must believe in themselves. Also, it is imperative that teachers go beyond the curriculum. There is way more to education than just book knowledge, and that is probably what makes it so difficult for teachers to envision a world of remote learning with little to no personal interaction. I do believe that the teaching profession will look a lot different from here on out, but different is not necessarily bad. We must keep that in mind in order to make sure our students are successful with their future learning. I met Ocracoke native Katie O'Neill several years ago while attending NCAT. As a student at Ocracoke School, she would pop into seminars occasionally to meet educators from across North Carolina, to connect with expert facilitators that were there, and to share her insights as a student who was planning to pursue a teaching career. While Katie studied at NC State University, I stayed connected with her through social media and was so thrilled to see her share and grow as a student teacher and then return to the island to work at Ocracoke School. The 2019-2020 school year will go down in Ocracoke history books as perhaps the most challenging and disruptive on record. Katie shares firsthand how teachers, students, and families adapted to learning through the two extreme crises that they faced and how important adaptability and community support are during trying times. Katie, I appreciate your resilience and your willingness to share your story. Hi, everybody. My name is Katie O'Neill and I'm the exceptional education teacher at Ocracoke School. I graduated from NC State University in May of 2019 and this was my first year teaching. I was so excited to land a position at Ocracoke School and I spent the end of summer organizing my classroom and preparing for incoming students. Our first day of school was on August 26th. The following week, Hurricane Dorian's path changed and was aimed right at Ocracoke. Tourists were evacuated from the island first, so we were still able to have school on the day after Labor Day. We had no clue that this would be our last time teaching in Ocracoke School as we knew it. School was dismissed for the remainder of the week for hurricane prep and local evacuations. Then, Hurricane Dorian hit on September 6th. School resumed about a month later on October 7th. Returning to school was especially challenging because not only had I, like many others, lost my home, I also lost my classroom and so many materials. Every school building got flooded and my home received two to three feet of water inside. We were devastated, but we persevered. 
I'm thankful that we had excellent administrators like Leslie Cole and Superintendent Bassnight who thought of every situation possible to get school resumed as soon as possible. It was quite the challenge to find places that didn't get flooded in order to have school. It came down to having classes in three separate buildings. The middle school, high school, and a majority of the offices were located at NCAP. Grades pre-K through 1 were located at the Ocracoke Child Care Center, and grades 2 through 5 were located in the upstairs of our elementary building on campus. Because I'm the EC teacher and I serve grades pre-K through 12, I had to be accessible to all buildings. My classroom was located in the hallway area in the upstairs elementary building. So as well as serving students there, I had to travel to other buildings in order to serve students in those locations. Some of my older students were able to ride their bikes or golf carts to my classroom. It took us a bit to get the hang of things, but eventually we found our groove. Thanks to many donations, we were able to order some new supplies and materials for students to use. That was probably one of the biggest challenges for me personally. I had just got all my materials and resources ready to use that were geared towards different students with different abilities, and then a majority of them got destroyed. It was even harder trying to find and replace lost materials and fit a whole classroom into the tiny corner of a hallway. It was definitely not the best learning environment when I had multiple students in such a small space. But we worked with what we had and we pushed through. There were really no other options at this point. And I applaud my students because they were facing their own challenges at home and they really adapted and cooperated and they understood what needed to be done. Just when I felt like I was starting to truly get a handle on things and just when everything was coming together quite nicely, the coronavirus happened and we turned into a school without walls. There have been some positives from this. For some students, that means more personalization and many have benefited from the one-on-one -on -one time, at least for my students. However, especially in EC, my students are missing that crucial part of social-emotional learning, where they need to be in school and interacting with their peers. They really need the school setting and environment, but just like our experience with Dorian, we can't control that, so we do the best we can. It's not the same with virtual learning, but at least learning is not stopping. It is continuing, just in a different format. But I, like so many others, will be so excited when the time comes to see my students in person and when we can learn together in the same room. It's funny, I get excited about the idea of having a normal classroom setting with a space for all of my students where we can be together. And I know that time is coming. It'll just take some growth to get there. It's all about the growth mindset, right? If anything, this experience has taught me how to be more flexible and realize that things will always be out of my control. However, I'm responsible for doing the best that I possibly can for my students. And I believe that's a shared vision with all schools across the country right now, but especially our school with the challenges that we've faced throughout the year. I'm still displaced from my home, just like many other students and teachers. We're learning to grow and rebuild as a community, and throughout the process, and when we are fully back, we will be stronger than we were before. We may be stuck in our homes, but that doesn't mean we can't stay connected. The Moments of Inspiration podcast is meant to give you a much-needed lift in these challenging times. We encourage you to step away from the computer screen, turn up the volume, and get a change of pace for a few moments of your day. Teaching remotely during a crisis is tough. Our goal is to make sure that you don't feel alone, to give you something to smile about, and a few moments to connect with others. We hear you, we're with you, and we're on this road together.
Thanks for listening, and please be on the lookout for our Season 1 finale, Episode 12, next week. If you wish to contribute and share your story for our next season, please visit us at bit.ly forward slash all caps ILC MOI. That's bit.ly forward slash all caps ILC MOI. The Moments of Inspiration podcast was written, recorded, and produced by Molly Holloman, Stacey Lovedahl, and Chris Bennick. It is available on the following podcast platforms. Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio, as well as through our website. The music in this episode features original works, as well as selections from YouTube Creator Studio, including Rolling Heads by Unicorn Heads, Redwood by Kinkas Morera, Golden Hour, Hang In There and Credit Jam by Chris and Emma Bennett, Dirty Mac by Endless Love, and Morning Mandolin by Chris Hogan. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. So come on, everybody, get your voice out there. Oh, moments of inspiration. Everybody's talking about it. Thank you. Thank you very much.